Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your host, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week, we started banging our heads against the whole of the AAT tank raid and realized it was stronger than we thought. Got an update on ships and learned a little about the next PvP tournament. Even still, there's more to talk about, and that's coming up. Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk or Dan, and with me as always is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink? Oh, not much. I was sitting here relaxing on my Friday night. Uh, kind of excited that basketball's back. How about you? I know where you're going with this, and uh, I am. Uh, I wasn't I'll be a little more excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, if you know about mine and Wink's little standing rivalry here, our two basketball teams played tonight. That being the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, who are my team, and the Oklahoma City Thunder, which would be Wink's team, and yep. of course my team lost in overtime. 103-100. So, uh, once again, I lose. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook went just freaking crazy. He went off, and I'm pretty sure that's what you can probably expect from him all season. That's, so, that's what I'm hoping. Got another question for you. Did you know that winter is coming? Uh... I didn't As because it's like 85 degrees outside in October. Well, it is 90 still here, so <laughs> I'm with you on that. But the one thing that has come with the winter is sickness, my least favorite thing of the winter. And I've been sick twice in the past, like, two, two and a half, three weeks. And I'm not looking forward to the rest of the this winter. So if I sound funny, if I start uh, talking incoherently or coughing or sneezing, you'll know why. Understandable. So, yeah, good times. But I'm trying to drink it away right now. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so something big happened this week. He kind of talked about it almost the entire podcast last week. And I'm proud to say that despite talking about a date of mine, most of our podcast, it seems like most of that information was right. What did you think about that? Yeah, it was pretty accurate. Uh, I, I thought uh, most of it was pretty spot on, and it definitely gave us some good starting points to start with teams and just, you know, at least just a baseline strategy. Uh, I've heard... There are some people that are really not happy about this thing, though. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm, yes, we will. For now, we have some other fun stuff to talk about. So, first up, holy Wink, shit! I think you have... <laughs> oh man, holy pun! That was great. <laughs> so today, literally hours before we were going to record, EA Jesse. Decided to put out a late Friday post, so that was kind of crazy to me, but I will definitely take it. He uh, did a ship preview post, and uh, it is pretty juicy. It also shatters all our predictions out of the water, so that was fun. Yeah, that's no but kidding. <laughs> it's always fun to try to predict anyway. At least we uh, will know what to think for next time if we have to. That's true. But... Basically, he said that uh, ships are fe- ships feature is a major update, biggest one to date. Now they say that every time there's a big update, so it really makes me wonder how big is this? For, is this really you know? Because man, there's been some big updates like mods. That was pretty huge. Yeah, but mods kind of was just building on something that we already had. It kind of seems like ships is. Like, basically an entirely new, like, character base. So, I think that part's pretty exciting. And, it, you know, um, as we're about to get into, there are three characters that are kind of the bases for your, I guess, fleet commanders on this. So, it kind of ties the characters that you already have into using on the ships. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So... 
like you mentioned, fleet commanders. That's the big big thing that they kind of revealed about ships today. And I think there was a a meaning behind that, trying to get people information so they can have time to start farming guys, right? Which is cool. Kind of like Rebels back before Palpatine happened when Jesse said that. I think that they did this to help people to uh, start farming certain people so they weren't up in arms when they were released and they couldn't use certain people. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, one thing about that is there wasn't a whole lot of heads up. I mean, what was it, a week, week and a half or something like that? Which kind of makes me wonder if they're giving more heads up this time or if it's a similar amount. Could be seeing something here in the next couple weeks. You know, I really... I make predictions all the time, and they're terrible. Like I made, said the raid would be August 24th, and that didn't happen. But I do think that this will probably come. Oh, hold on. EA also said it would be in August. So, <laughs> Yeah, true. All right. Well, there's that too. But I do think this will come before the end of the year. I'm betting somewhere around Christmas time to try to get more people to download it and use their gift cards to buy stuff and that would be my guess. This will be out before Rogue One. I feel pretty confident saying that. Yeah. So we will see if we are dead wrong again. <laughs> but fleet commanders. So ships are going to have fleet commanders. And fleet commanders are the leaders assigned to lead a fleet of ships in space battles. You can think of them as evolution of the leader spot in a unit battle. A fleet is a group of ships which currently start with a maximum of five ships in play and up to four more ships held in reserve as reinforcements. Much more of all of that in a later post. Fleet commanders will crew their own special capital ships and have unique abilities that can be used over the course of a space battle. Fleet commanders will each have a unique set of abilities as well as the option to call a reinforcement for their turn. Now, a lot of cool things here, right? So first off, There's three that will be there when ships start. Three different fleet commanders. So if you don't have any of these three, you're going to want to start farming at least one of them. And two of them are actually pretty easy farms. One of them would would make you kind of get out of cantina battles if you're not going after him already. So you probably won't want him. That's just my guess. But they are Admiral Akbar in the arena, Grand Moff Tarkin in arena shipments, and Mace Windu, who has a Mace Windu. Dessa window, whatever Mace, who has a cantina node. So those are the three fleet commanders at the start, and they say that more will be made available in future updates. So when things start, those will be the three commanders. And for those of you who's worried that Wigs and Bigs and all those guys may not get used, I have a feeling that those are more pilots than fleet commanders. So they'll probably have some kind of influence on smaller ships than the. Uh, what do you call them? The big ships? Yeah. The, and EHSC you know, also ship. mentioned something about, uh, you know, the TIE fighter pilot kind of being a hint that uh, pilots may be useful coming up. So I'm, I'm, yeah, certain, definitely. I'm certain we'll see something regarding them actually being useful for ships in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, so as they keep dropping little hints and information on us about ships i'm sure one of them will be about the pilots too but these three are actual fleet commanders so the main like leaders of the ship battles so they'll be on capital ships and they have each of those three have different uh abilities that are either buffs debuffs or variety of dramatic attacks it says so each of them will have their own one and then another thing called reinforcement which I think this is pretty cool, actually, and they mention it in the article saying they can use their abilities or they can use this reinforcement thing. If you have a ship that dies, you can bring one of four in to the battle in the place of the dead one. But the four that are reinforcement ships aren't seen by the opponent when they start the battle, so they're kind of like wild cards, I guess. And I think that is pretty awesome, so... Depending on what ships do and what they abilities they have, you can really kind of strategize which ones you want to be called in later to uh, try to trick your opponents. You know what I mean? Yep. Like if somehow you could call in Sunfac in an arena battle, but no one knew he was on your team, that would be ridiculous. Oh, I'd be pissed. 
Yeah, right. You just got done taking down Shore Trooper, and Sunfock takes his place. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> so that that is a kind of interesting thing, right? So you got the five start five ships that start the battle, including the capital ship that either Akbar, Tarkin, or Mace Windu are on, and then. After those four are dying, you call in four other reinforcements. I, I think that's a pretty cool sounding mechanic. We'll see how it ends up playing out, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on these this information? Yeah, I agree. It sounds super interesting. It sounds definitely different than what we've been getting so far, but also still kind of similar in that, you know, we'll have the, you know, your five pieces basically that attack and then seems like it is adding a few different mechanics kind of still seems to have the leader ability sort of but also the reinforcements i think is pretty interesting i'm just really curious to see exactly how they implement it if it's a lot like characters and uh something else that they mentioned was that you know there will be uh you know new new goals and activities and new uh gameplay modes so i'm a, i'm really excited just to see all that and see exactly what comes of that yeah that sentence you're referring to in the update is had a lot of good information or at least exciting information to me right so it's a new mode of gameplay new rewards new activities new things to collect that's always a good thing in a collection game new goals to pursue new strategies to craft and more so i'm pretty excited about it I like strategy, so bring it on. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of stuff in this game already, and even more just adds new levels to it, and I'm all for that. So, Yep. I'm down. I like it. That was a nice little update coming out of nowhere today. It was, trying to take our minds off the uh, AAT raid. We're going to keep our minds off of that for a second <laughs> i know i know we're just trying to get all the good information before we start jumping into the the craziness so uh next thing we're gonna get into i was kind of wondering uh, did they strike a deal with um marvel or something well i mean marvel and disney or Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars. So oh, do they? Maybe. So so that's why Rocket's going to be the character for November, huh? I think so, actually. Yeah. Is that Rocket? Kind of looks like him. Or, yeah. wait, no. That's mm. that's not Rocket. He's a little fatter than Rocket, actually. Yeah. And his yeah. eyebrows are better. Yeah, true. <laughs> Biston, I think his name is. I don't know. Piston? Biston? How do you say that? I saw someone write Gaston, a whole Reddit post of changing the Gaston song from uh, um, Beauty and the Beast to Biston, so that was fun. <laughs> Shout out to whoever wrote that on Reddit. That was awesome. I read that. Nice. <laughs> he looks interesting, though, right? Yeah. Uh, looks super interesting. Now... I don't want to say this before we go over what he does because no one would understand, but let's say, what does he do? What does Biston do? Uh, so, as always, he's going to be the character of the month, so you'll get your normal 30 shards for him by logging on every day, just like you do every month. But this month they're also bringing back the daily event challenge. So it's going to be that super easy challenge that you go in, knock it out, and you get a shard. So by the end of the month, you'll have 60 shards for him if you do all the challenges and log in every day and everything. So that's pretty cool. So Scarf Rebel Pathfinder event needed Rebels. Do you think it'll be Rebels again? Yeah, sure. I don't know how to <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> yeah, someone was thinking they thought maybe it would take Empire. He's like, I don't know, man. Last time it was a Rebel character and it took Rebels. So I guess we'll see in a few days. But yeah, another thing to do every day. Another thing for me to forget because my mind is like a goldfish. So yeah, no kidding. I think I missed two or three of the daily events last time. A whale. He's now in the uh, 
cantina node. So, oh, spoiler alert. 1D and Cantina Node is now Scarf Rebel Pathfinder. Yes, he became Yay. a Cantina Node. No, he wasn't put in any shipments anywhere. That kind of disappointed me. But at least it's only six energy. Eight. So it'll be a fast one. Eight? Yeah. 1D's eight? Of Cantina, yeah. Cantina starts at eight. Okay, yeah, you're right. Eight. My bad. Yeah. Back to Baston. Now I got Gaston stuck in my head. Bistan, or whatever you want to call him. His basic doesn't really impress me that much. It's uh, physical damage, 70% chance to inflict damage over time for three turns. I don't really care about those damage over time ability or basics. They don't really don't interest me that much. Seems like his damage for his basic at the highest level is about on par with mid-range nothing too crazy and but as we go go on to the other abilities here it makes me think he'll probably end up shooting like a b2 because of just how many turns he's gonna have yeah they introduced a new thing called frenzy and that'll be his special ability at the highest level biston gains frenzy for four turns which four turns is a lot for this ability it's crazy so it gains frenzy for four turns and all other allies gain 20 percent turn meter so it's a kind of a lot like a less effective victory march in terms of turn meter for everyone else, but he also gets Frenzy. And Frenzy is whenever an a- another ally uses a special ability, this unit gains 100% turn meter. So anytime anyone uses a special, he gets a turn. And he has Frenzy for four turns at level eight of this ability. So my thought is his his basic ability can't hit for that much, right? If he's going to be going that many times. You wouldn't think. So the question will be, as he gets released, seeing what he does. Because if if it is a high damage dealing ability on his basic, this guy could be ridiculous. But his other special is called Gunner Tactics, which is also pretty cool, in my opinion. Deal physical damage to target enemy and remove turn meter equal to Baston's potency. So if you got a good potency on this guy, this is a turn meter removal well, on a three-turn cooldown, so not too shabby. And, and the thing that makes that uh, more useful is he actually gains potency as his unique uh, based on debuffs on enemies and uh, allies that I actually don't remember. I don't have yeah, in front of me. Rebel allies. So if level 7 on his unique is 10% potency for each rebel and each debuffed enemy. So if you have the whole enemy team debuffed and you don't even have rebels on your team, that's already 50% potency plus whatever potency he has. He has 35% base at max gear. So even if he wasn't on a team of rebels and everyone on the other team was debuffed, that's 85% potency without mods. So this might very well be a 100% turn meter shot. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So pretty crazy. Now, my initial reaction is I really don't think this guy is going to be much of a meta changer as far as the uh, arena goes. I think he'll do really well, be very helpful in certain situations in the Rancor raid, maybe in the AAT raid, but I just don't see this guy being like a badass. I I mean, I think he's cool. I just don't think he's going to be like amazing. I think it depends on how much damage he does. Uh, his abilities seem pretty interesting. I could definitely see a use for him in some arena teams, depending on how the AI uses him. If the AI uses his ability that gives turn meter, I think he's going to be pretty interesting. If he uses the other ability first, then less interesting. Yeah, if he blasts out gunner tactics first, that's... If he's going anywhere near the front of your team, there's probably not going to be a lot of people debuffed, so better have Rebels on your team. But 
I guess we shall see. I do think he's interesting, and he's he's definitely interesting looking. So yeah, for sure. Space rat will live on. <laughs> I like Perfect. it. Well, so I hear you have a PSA for everyone. Yeah. Also uh, initiated by Jesse this week. I, I have one that you don't really have or give a damn about at all because that's yeah, I don't care in regards terrible. to daylight savings time. Um, as you all know, daylight savings time is about to end. And so our clock's going to be set back an hour. So it's not going to change... <laughs> Uh, the time that everything cycles on on the game. Um, it's still going to be on the same 24-hour cycle, but it's going to appear to set back. So, my like right now, my arena ends at 7 p.m., and after daylight savings time ends, it's going to adjust, and it will be ending at 6 p.m. So that's something that I'm going to have to account for and everyone else is going to have to account for in regards to collecting your energy and knowing when everything thing refreshes and your arena and all that good stuff so just be paying attention to that don't forget yep if you do forget it's just a day don't set the world on fire just well, saying i don't know could be weeks it's hard to get used to that crap well yeah but i mean like after the first day you'd probably realize you missed it you know so if it's just one day it'll be okay yeah true but if the one day really bugs you that much, I do have an answer for you. And this is why I don't care. Move to Arizona because <laughs> we don't do that daylight savings time shit. So Must I, be nice. my, nothing is changing for me, except it might get darker earlier. Actually, one but thing is whatever. changing for you. And that's how what is refresh that? characters in the PvP tournaments. Ooh, smooth transition. I like that. That is changing, and I am, I can't even lie, I'm really impressed with this. I think it's a great idea. Uh, so if you haven't heard, PVD, PvP tournaments will now allow you to refresh your characters with the ally coins instead of crystals. So rejoice, what? everybody, that's been collecting hundreds what? of thousands of those things. How this many is you, madness to me. How many like, do you have saved up? I have twenty two thousand. Not so bad. Enough to enough to do some some refreshing, depending on how much it costs. Yeah. But this even, is a great even idea. Still, I love it. Like, here's the thing, right? Yes, to get ally coins, you have to spend energy. You have to spend crystals to get energy to spend on stuff to get the ally coins. But here's the thing. Instead of just straight up using crystals to refresh people in a PvP tournament, you get to grind whatever you want, gear, shards, whatever, and get the ally coins. So now you're getting to refresh tunes in the PvP tournament and get what you're grinding for. And so, if you're really dedicated, save those sim tickets and do the battles yourself or auto them or whatever, and you get twice as many ally coins. There's a good thought. I hadn't even thought about that. Nice. Yeah, makes sense. That's it's. I really like this change, and I know that. I, it seems like a, it's going to cost them a little bit of money to do this, but I think it's. Really good on their part. I think it's a good look, because th- everyone can get ally coins. Right? I think they made so much on the last one that they don't care. Yeah. Right. The next one will be back to crystals. It'll alternate. <laughs> Never know. But I, I read that and I was impressed. Yeah. Very good move. The other thing that, yeah, definitely. The other thing that changed was, as anticipated, no more changing your defense team. Set it at the beginning of the tournament and that's it for the whole time. It's the way it should be. So I'm going to put something out there and, uh, if anyone from EACG listens to this podcast, they might start fumbling or hopefully they've thought of this already. But even if you set your defensive arena team, are you going to be able to take the mods off and tell your friends when you take the mods off and let them attack them then and then put them back on? Uh, or will it lock in the mods? Because in arena, 
when you're not fighting in the arena, you can take the mods off and it changes immediately. That's a good question. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, from my understanding on how this works, uh, that if you remove the mods, it would remove them from those characters as well. But who knows? We'll, I, I, I'm not sure what I hope they do, honestly. I mean, <laughs> listen, to, everyone's always going to find the one thing that was missed and, and then it'll get fixed the next time. So we'll see if yeah. this is a thing that gets doesn't matter like it's locked in the minute you hit submit or if it isn't and then the next time it will be i don't know i yeah. just i read that somewhere in the last couple of days and it made me go hmm so it's a good question we shall see i don't know but i will say that i am ready for the next uh pvp tournament be fun it's been what three weeks too long. I'm ready for another one. Yeah, I'm ready for another one, man. Agreed. Three days of madness. Throw a tank raid on top of that and Rancor raids. It'll just be me as a guild leader pulling my hair out. That'll be fun. <laughs> lots, lots to do. Oh, side note for anyone listening. Mr. Wink here became an officer in Shattered Order this past week, so now he actually knows... Uh, why my beard is gray. Mine's getting gray as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, see, I couldn't have you looking better than me. That's why I invited <laughs> you. Fair enough. <laughs> there was also a data mine information that was put out today, and it had something kind of cool in there, I thought. Who knows if it's just a name change of a previous event or if it's a brand new one, but there was a line of code that said assault battles ground assault and that was added to the code in the game so sounds like there might be a new assault battle which would be fine by me yep. hopefully this one takes different people because i still haven't beat one so i'd like to get to try one yeah uh it wouldn't surprise me if they went with something a little bit different maybe even like going with night sisters <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Or Jawas, I think Jawas kind I'd of be down for the Jawas. make more sense because like people have probably been farming else. those for the raid for a while anyway. So yeah. I think that kind of makes sense. Shoot against Tusken Raiders. Yep. Something like that. Who knows? Good idea. But yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. Let's see if an assault battle shows up in the next month. That'd be cool. Well, um, so as we know, the uh, as I'm going to call it, just because it's easier than what they call it, the tank down raid. Tank down, nice. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I, uh, here's the thing. I think the mechanics of the raid are awesome. I think it's challenging. I think there are a lot of bugs that make it more challenging. And once those are fixed, it'll make it a little more interesting to try to strategize. But, man, that health is just crazy. Right? Yep. Well, it's like... Yeah, I don't even know. I was it takes 3.8 million. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> well, that's about as much as I did throughout the time it took us to finish the first one. But the, uh, you know, I lost my train of thought. Okay. Uh, on this thing, I'm with you. I like the mechanics. I like the way it works. Uh, I mean, the phases I thought were really well designed. There's no way in hell you're going to be able to solo it. Like, you actually have to do it as a guild. Um, it's different. It requires a little bit more strategy. Um, the only issue that I really do have is and I don't have as much of an issue with it as most people but that damn thing has a lot of health it's I mean it is pretty ridiculous the amount of health our guild did complete it what how long did it take us four or five days five refreshes five days I think. and about six hours yeah 
So we we have completed it, and we're into phase two of our second one as of Friday night. Um, so it's we're making it through it, but we're a fairly strong guild, and you know, it's if you're not beating. I've heard some horror stories so far. I have too. If like you're I not beating tier seven rancor, like you're you're definitely having hell with this thing, and I've heard it some guilds that do clear tier seven rancor pretty easy and they they still haven't even got halfway through this thing yet. So yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. And my, my thought is, you know, we finished the tier, the normal raid and Holy crap. Those rewards were not five days worth. You know what I mean? The rewards are bad. I I think that's like my biggest issue of it. a, I got 18th on it, and I got eight pieces each of two things that were available from the dailies or the, the challenges. Yeah, I did too. Like one day of challenges beats out my raid rewards, so it should at least be proportional. Like in the Rancor raid, when you complete it, like the amount of rewards you get towards crafting something or getting you know the hard stuff it should be at least in that proportion because even the heroic the rewards are i mean you're getting kenobi but even the gear rewards are much lower it seems like than the rancor raid was which is just bizarre to me yeah and you gotta think most of the new raid pieces take 50 pieces right yeah and there's Not just that 50 of one piece, but 50 of one and 50 of another. And mm-hmm. it, once you combine all those things to get them, let's say I got eight last time and I get eight the next time. That's like six raids to get the 50 pieces. And if it's five days a piece, you know, you're looking at a month and a half, two yeah. months just to form one piece for one character. You and know, it's 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 rough. Admittingly, I mean, our next raid should go substantially faster. Like me, I've already just into we're barely into phase two and i've done pretty close the same damage as i did from the last time just because of how much i learned from the last one so it should compound and start going faster and faster the more we learn about strategy and how to approach it but still it's i mean it it does it it kind of sucks that it takes that long and how long it's going to take to get the rewards you need to actually craft a piece of gear is a little frustrating. A lot frustrating. Well, I got two, I got two separate thoughts on this and you can tell me what you think of each. First one is about normal and heroic raid, right? I think that what they could do or could have done was made a third. Don't call it easy. Cause no one wants to, no, it really doesn't feel like an accomplishment to beat a raid called easy, right? But make it underneath what normal is now. So like normal, hard, heroic, something like that. And just make one that was lower than the one there is now. Maybe with the one there is now as rewards, maybe add a few more to the normal ver- or the hard version so you'll get more for beating that one to- for taking five days. And then... At this point, you probably still have to add a little bit more to the heroic version or not because you get Kenobi shards, whatever. But make three tiers. So maybe some of those, you know, the guilds that are having trouble beating normal right now would have a better place to start. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, the biggest thing is with this is, you know, it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be another job. You know, it's should be something you go to to get away and relax a little bit. And I feel like it's not really doing that for a ton of people just because of how frustrating it is and how long it takes. I think it would be a lot better if there was another phase that had a lot less health that would allow some of the, you know, guilds that aren't as deep to actually be able to complete it in a reasonable amount of time and actually have fun with it. Even if they're not getting as great of rewards, I think they would enjoy that a lot more than what it is now. Someone put some nitrous on that uh, tank, please. Because those animations are so freaking slow. It drives me nuts. It, 
Yeah, that's the turning the worst to shoot part. with the guns yeah. is just that's what makes it hard to do this. Like if you're gonna jump in there and do five straight attempts, you're looking at forty five minutes. Yeah, if I you're, agree. If you're backing out and trying for better RNG, I mean, it just takes forever. Yep. So Jesse but, or Cap Gasper, whoever's out there, if you're listening, please conduit. speed up the animations. Yeah, I think that would go a long way to helping it. Even if they nothing had else changed, speeding up those animations at least would make getting in there, doing, trying, wanting to do more than one attempt to get good RNG would yeah. be there. As it's, it stands now, I know people that are going in there and just simming it. Or autoing it because they just don't want to deal with the animations. Yeah, I'll go in there and try to get a good run and like things aren't going quite like I want to or I think I should try something a little bit different. But it's like, man, I don't know if it's worth the time. It just takes so damn long for the tank to turn. I just... Yeah, and they go so many times. It's like, all right, I've decided to retreat. Three minutes from now, I'll be able to back out and try again. Yep. You know? That's over-exaggeration, so don't get mad at me for that. I'm just saying. It takes a while. But But the other thing that I had to say, the other thought I had is when we guilds came out and Rancor came out, right, we didn't know what our guild was going to do. We didn't know. Everyone was pretty relatively new to guilds and in the game in general, obviously. So we didn't have built-up rosters and all that stuff. So we started at Tier 5. Did that for about a week and a half, worked in that. And I know our first Tier 5 took four days, you know. Worked through Tier 5, went into Tier 6. We did that for a month, maybe. And then that's when we moved into Tier 7. And that progression was really fluid, you know. You saw where you were, where you needed to be, and you kept moving towards it, right? Yep. Well... I think throughout the tank issues and everything that's going on with that, lost in that is the fact that we're all still working towards 85 too, right? So we're all not at full strength. We're fighting against something that seems like an impossible wall. But one thing to keep in mind is that just like with the Rancor, we learned our strategies We figured out what would work best for us and how to get the most points to take this thing down faster. And I think that over time, it's going to chip down pretty easy. And we're going to add mods, get levels up on all these characters. So I think it's going to be fine if they don't do anything to it. I still think I still want them to do something to it, but I just want us all to take a deep breath on that because. Yep. 85 isn't here yet. We don't know what it'll be like at 85, you know. So that's just my thought. I I, I wouldn't have a problem with them leaving the health and everything the way it is. Just speed up the animations and increase the rewards a little bit. Not even the currency and stuff, just the gear. Just increase the gear a little bit, and I would be a hell of a lot happier. Um, And something else, I kind of think they should change the way they label these two because... They act like, you know, it's two different raids. They should label this as like the tier eight and the tier nine raid because it's not like <laughs> you can choose one or the other, you know, and it's kind of similar. No, it's, I mean, this is a hell of a lot harder than the tier seven Rancor raid. And, you know, that's just kind that's of how a good I look point. at it. And I will say this adamantly now i am glad that they are on two different ticket systems because if we had started a normal aat and not been able to do our normal rancors alongside this yep oh man there'd be just even more uproar so So it's nice to be able to run shout out to the devs for catching that early though i mean that's because oh yeah for sure that would have been a shit storm no doubt oh yeah like and I'm sure they're they're feeling it right now anyway because just the feedback going on right now and yeah. it's not all that great. I know I've read everything and sometimes I try to put a bow on a pile of poop, but yeah. not a lot of people aren't happy right now. But I'm trying to see the positive side, and people might not like me for that, but yeah. 
that's just where I'm at. I, I, I feel like if I try to crap on it too much, you know, then I'll just ruin my own motivation because when I, I swear on that third day on the tank, I was not feeling it, you know, not yeah. to mention then when we got the rewards, I wasn't feeling it even more. And then we immediately started another one. I'm like, great. Here we go again. You know? Yeah. So, well, and the- I'm not completely on board with this raid. I'm, let's put that out there. But I am not 85 and I'm not exactly sure yeah. that we are operating at the level they expect us to for these raids. So, And the mechanics are fun. Like it's, it's nice to have something that is definitely different that there is a lot more to attack strategy and stuff in this than there was the Rancor. And that part of it, I think is really fun. So you know what we should do? Tell me. We should talk about some strategy for going through each of these phases from what we've gathered in our one completion. We definitely know the best ways to bang your head against a wall. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt about it. We got the marks to prove it. Yeah. I'm definitely prettier than you now. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Phase one. Let's hit it. What you got? Well, um, I haven't actually tried a ton of this, but the Jedi teams do seem to work pretty well. The immigrant, I'm a Emma, but I, fuck, I don't know. I'm a I thought you were saying is, immigrant. Immigrant. <laughs> yeah. The immigrant um, leader is great. <laughs> well, he might be an immigrant. We don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm a Gundy with. Jedi seems to work really well. Um, Yoda's awesome. You need the tenacity buff. It helps a ton. So those Jedi teams can be pretty awesome working together. Um, But like I said, I don't have those, so I haven't been doing a whole lot of that. But what I have been using is Palpatine. His AoE in that phase one is amazing. Using Shock for B2 is a great strategy. Um, you don't even need to kill oh, yeah. him since just hit him once and let him not get turn meter. That would be amazing. It, exactly. And that's all you need to do. Like I used to worry about killing B2, but hell it's like you kill him and then you attack Grievous a couple more times. Cause after 10 attacks, he just brings them all back. I've figured out it's a lot easier to just leave him in the red, shock him and then just attack Grievous. Cause then when Grievous does his thing, He's not reviving him. He's not giving him health, nothing. He just kind of stays there. So if you do need to take him out, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah, definitely. It's it's nice to... I think one thing that I've done a lot in this raid is finding ways to work around not killing people, but making them non-issues, you know what I mean? Mm. Because it's not... It's not like the Rancor in the way that these guys are slapping you so hard that you just have to get rid of them, you know? Yeah. Like, he's still B2, and he's still not shooting you for much. But when he's shooting you over and over and over, then it becomes a lot. So if you can find a way to keep him from doing that, like, for example, putting a shock on him, that's really helpful. Yep. So, uh, Do you know offhand what your best... Uh phase one run was I think it was about 280,000 my best runs are not uh, that amazing yet but that was also Jawas because I don't have a really solid Jedi team my most solid Jedi teams involve Barris and Lumi so Barris is slapping like a wet noodle as always so yeah I'm still having to get some of those other guys. Like, I'm farming, I'm a Gundy, you know, just trying to make those teams better. Probably a good strategy. But my Jawas, which, you know, Jawas in any phase pretty much so far have been my all-stars. And I'm gearing my wigs, so hopefully soon I'll have them done and I can run a good Rebel team because I know that those are doing really well in Phase 1. Yeah, the... Rebels are pretty amazing. Uh, in fact, the best run that I've had was one I just had a few minutes ago. Uh, I did 486,000, 
but that did lead into phase two a little bit. Um, I didn't do a whole lot in phase two. I don't remember how much, but that was with a Lando lead with Akbar, Qui-Gon, Jedi Knight Anakin, and Stormtrooper Han. Uh, I, I mean, I, I cruised through phase one pretty well. Um, I think there was like 0.8% left and I cleared through that and then, you know, did a little bit in, uh, phase two. Uh, that team seemed to be pretty effective. Akbar, you know, kept those debuffs off. Um, the AOEs were great for keeping, uh, B2 in check. And then obviously the taunts from Stormtrooper Han were pretty effective. So that was my best run in phase one. But like I said, it crossed into phase two a little bit, but uh, I really like I the Rebels. Most, I think my biggest annoyance in Phase 1 is just the amount of taunts that go on. But the the thing about that is they don't last very long, right? So yeah. You can slap them around a little bit, but you can almost immediately go back to Grievous. So you don't have to kill those guys. Yeah. Which is nice. For sure. Um, something else I tried with decent success was using Luke as the leader and loading everybody up with tenacity mods. I think I was using like Luke, Ray, um, and Qui-Gon and a few other attackers and, uh, mm-hmm. seemed to work pretty well at keeping the debuffs off. So everybody lasts a little bit longer cause they weren't losing health due to the damage over time effects and all that stuff. So that was great. And then obviously, no. Akbar and Elder will work on just about any team. So there. For anyone that doesn't know, with the Luke lead, Luke's leader ability adds forty-five percent tenacity at the highest level. So yes. that's a pretty big chunk of tenacity from your leader ability. So yep. that's what he's talking about: keeping debuffs off your guys because you just have that much more tenacity on them. And Yoda, to a lesser extent, works in there too. And especially if you had him on a team with Luke, if he got his, uh, can't remember the name of it now, but if he did his, is a meditation that gives tenacity up to everyone along with Luke's leader ability, have a good chance of a few turns without really getting any debuffs. So, well, uh, tenacity up actually, I mean, you cannot get debuffs with tenacity up, um, according to oh, okay. Uh, you're not supposed to be able to at least uh, never know how these things work in these raids but that yeah. I was going to say I don't know if I believe it but it makes sense that that's the point I, I think that's so. that's the actual description of it but so that's uh is it? because they said mm-hmm. huh alright I was thinking about when they said tenacity down would only cancel out Correct. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it, it would cancel it out, but tenacity up still, you know, gives a hundred percent resistance to um, debuffs. Well, that makes sense because then they changed tenacity down to a hundred percent chance to land debuffs. I have no idea. See, because I can't remember if that's the case or if tenacity down is only like twenty-five percent. I was thinking twenty five percent, but I'm I'm not confident at all in that. So, yeah, me neither. That's for another time. Anyways, Luke's good. Yoda's good. Keep those debuffs off. There's an ass ton of them in the first phase. Yeah. So, uh, with that, we'll move on to phase two. Uh, judging by the screenshots, so. In our guild, everybody does screenshots of their runs, and we post it into Discord, and you can go back and look at everybody's runs, see what teams they were using and everything. Uh, Jawas and droids were killing it. Um, they seemed to pretty much be the best. Uh, I mean, there Well, were... let me see. Hold on. Let me just give a quick shout-out here. Mike Mitsu in our guild just finished about an hour ago one of his Phase 2 runs with the droid team, and he did 3.3 million Damn. With the droid team. And he had Nebit, Jawa Engineer, IG-88, 86, and uh, HK-47. So it, it, 
it was redonkulous. The three point three million, that's pretty damn good. That's probably one of the best runs so far. Yeah. And that was phase two droids, so I'm gonna try that in the morning instead of what I tried tonight, which was a IG eighty eight lead with all the Jawas besides Statra. And I got like one point mm-hmm. three or something. And I was pretty happy about that, but now I'm sad. Well if you add up all his the damage on the damage screen that he posted there's at least a million damage just from jaw engineers bombs. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's pretty nasty. I mean, he does. It's actually going to be about 1.2, somewhere around 1.2 million just from bombs and from bombs. DOTs. Yeah. And it works the same for, all Jawa teams, when you've got Scavenger in there dropping bombs anytime anyone gets hit, yep. throw in his scrap bomb that blows all the bombs up at the same time, That it just gets nasty. Yes, it does. I no can see why they nerfed the uh, the bomb damage a couple a week ago when we were talking about that. You remember? Yep. They nerfed it by 67%. That and the damage over time. I Yeah. And that makes sense, too, because... I used Gam Guard on one of my crap runs, and he salvaged the whole run. I got like two hundred thousand damage just because he had so many freaking dots on the uh, the main tank. He was ridiculous. Everyone else hardly did any damage, but those dots just destroyed the tank. Yeah, they're great. That's why so. I like that IG eighty eight lead. So if you don't have Jawas, IG eighty eight leads probably not a bad idea with like some AOE or something along those lines. Uh, you might be able to have some pretty good success with that. Yeah, definitely. Something else is use buffs to protect yourself from the cannon. Uh, if you're buffed when the cannon launches, it won't do the infinite damage and wipe you off the face of the planet. So that seems pretty important. Yeah, definitely. We had mentioned this last week on the podcast. I'm, think it's kind of cool that it actually was the truth it's like you want those buffs in the second phase so that that main cannon doesn't hit you as hard yeah hits everyone instead of just one guy really hard so um what advice do you have for phase two uh okay so phase two is kind of like phase two and three in the rancor raid where if you kill the three guns on the tank it topples it now, depending on how fast you kill the guns is how many of the uh, topple bonuses your characters get. I noticed with the power of my teams and their gear right now that toppling it was a bigger task than it was worth. So my advice, if you're having a hard time getting the topple and your guys are just getting destroyed while you do it, I like to just kill the main gun because the side guns don't hurt as much as that main gun. And then I just blast the main hole while the two side guys go, which it may not be the best strat, but I felt like every time I toppled it, I wasn't getting as much damage runs as when I would just kill the main gun so it didn't blast my whole team and then just kill it again when it came back up. I felt I was getting the most damage like that. But if you have a high damage outburst team, toppling it is good because if you topple it all within one tank turn, like before it takes another turn, then you get all the buffs and you do a ton of damage to them. Yeah. But I was finding that unless I was running my arena team or my best modded raid team, I wasn't able to do that. So I would just drop that main gun and go at them. Yeah, that so. seems like a pretty good strategy. Uh, because I mean those side guns they have a ton of health too. So any damage that you're doing the to those is damage that you're not doing to the tank itself, which is what counts towards clearing the phase. So that's why AOE teams are really good on this phase also. So your Lando, your Wedge, um, not so Dacha, much Papa Jawa. But yeah, Dacha, Jawa, uh, I can't think of anyone else. But those type of guys are awesome for this phase just because IG-88 is another one. Uh, makes it a lot easier to 
try and take out those guns at the same time to get the extra bonuses and just generally makes taking out all the guns way easier if you know you're doing the same amount of damage to the tank anyway but you're also doing damage other places it's just better yeah definitely i agree phase three uh phase three another aoe like it in case you can't tell, there's a little bit of a theme here. AoE characters, great for the raid. The past four months in this game, right? AoE became the meta. Yeah, that's true. Maybe yeah. not four months, three months, but it's been big lately. Yeah. I mean, hell, I've been using uh, my AoE arena team for about that long. I mean, it's... Yeah, AoE's kind of been a thing for quite a while, so if you don't have AoE characters... Not sure what you've been doing, but... Farm them. Yep. And this is the it. phase that Ugnaught shines in. Supposedly. And when you know why? Well, here's why. Just like my some of my advice for this phase is with the Jawas, he can do it also. But he's got that AoE also that's a stun to droids. So that's pretty huge. Like, you're talking about the AoE in this phase, but... Like, full Jawa teams in this phase are awesome. And what I do, and this is where I get most of my damage in the raid, on this is in this phase with my Jawa team, because I'll alternate my Dotcha AoE, which most of the time with the 50% potency from the uh, raid buff will... Uh, sorry, the sickness is getting to me. Most of the time it'll stun the whole all the side droids. So I can just go right at Grievous until they come back, right? Yep. Until they gain all the turn meter. And then once they come back, then I shoot off my Jawa. Not not a, any Jawa, the, the, the one named Jawa, his AoE. So I'll alternate Dacha and, and Jawa's AoE to stun all the, the droids and just keep going after Grievous. And if somehow the droid that was not commanded to shoot by Grievous doesn't get stunned, then I'll kill him so that he doesn't get a shot off. Yep. But most of the time what I do is try to stun them all and just keep going after Grievous unless that guy doesn't get uh, stunned. And it, for the most part, that's been working really well for me. You just keep going back and forth, keep them stunned, and go after Grievous, and you get a lot of points that way. Cool. Uh, another thing here is just like the other phase and just like phase four. Make sure you're buffed whenever that cannon fires. It, it'll save you a lot of heartache. And I can say that that's the one thing that screws up my strategy is that gun. Because I don't know how to manage that really yet with my Jawa team. I don't know that there is a way. But keeping trying to keep getting the Jawa engineers... Uh, crit bonus up on there yep. can work, but that's about the it's hard way. to plan that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's I pretty much have the same strategy. I just try to stun all the droids, ignore them, and just focus on the main bomber. Um, so, like you said, Jawas are great, and once again, Palpatine. Yeah, is I said Grievous, didn't I? Uh, I, I meant the B two bomber, not Grievous. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I notice. forgot it was a different guy in the third phase. Oh, uh, but I, I didn't same point. <laughs> yeah, shoot the bomber, not Grievous. Yep. Be hard to hit him. He's off screen. <laughs> That's true. I wish you could shoot the guys fixing the tank. That would be nice. That's what I want to do. I tried. <laughs> yeah, let me kill them so that they stop fixing the gun. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yep. Phase but, four. Yep, phase four, same as phase two, but it's especially important if you're a toppler to have a buffer in this phase, or else you're going to get one shot. Oh, yeah. So, so for those of you that haven't got here, um, phase four is the same as phase two, except for two different elements. There are two B2 droids that are annoying as hell, as they always are, so you... 
you got to take care of those guys. This is, again, where Palpatine can be quite useful, using that shock to keep them from gaining TM. And the topple. So once you topple the tank, once it gets full turn meter, it calls in an airstrike. Airstrike comes in, carpet bombs. I wish I had a little explosion <laughs> audio drop to use, but... Uh, Instead, I'll create it myself. Um, so it'll come <laughs> in and bomb, and it will wipe out anyone that's not buffed. So get your guys buffed before that guy comes in. Because he's going to one-shot if they're not buffed. Yes. At least come close. He, it hits ridiculously it's, hard. It's heavy, yeah. Not fun to deal and with And as far that guy. as the B2 go, and, and I noticed the reason that the B2s are in there and you might want to kill them before you topple because Absolutely. if they get to go while it's toppled and you've done your buff to get your team safe for the airstrike, if you if one of those B2s is able to get off their debuff on your whole team, it's you're going to have a bad day. That happened to me so, once, and I quickly figured out, okay, kill the B2s before the topple. Makes life yes. way easier. Much and you're not wasting turn meter while it's toppled. It's, it's you want to kill those B2s before you topple it. Yep, cool. But um, if you're like me, another quick thing here, okay? If you're like me and you, you don't like to topple, which probably isn't the way this raid is supposed to go, but if you don't have teams that you think will do well with topple past your first two, kill the B2s quick. And if you're not toppling the tank, they won't come back for the rest of your runs. Like, they do not get called back. I don't know if that's a bug, but they never come back. So, at least for now, if you just want to focus on the tank, make it into a phase two, and not topple it, those B2s will never come back after you kill them. As much as I hate B2s, that sounds awfully tempting. Yes, I did that for all my three, four, and five runs every time on phase four so cool um well that's what we got now i'm sure as we continue into our second one we'll come up with some more stuff but we wanted to put that out there for you guys may not be the best advice but if you got stuff for us to maybe for us to try i would love to hear it and on that note i have something that i want to put out there for everyone i did make a shattered our podcast twitter account it's at shattered order so if you can go on twitter and follow us i'd love to interact with you guys hear your comments on the show anything you guys want to talk about i'll be tweeting on there wink will probably be tweeting on there and we'll see how it goes but if you go follow us on there i'd love to talk to you guys heck yeah super exciting and one other piece of news is we're doing a little bit of recruiting for our guild. Uh, we're looking for some people with some pretty good rosters that want to work on getting towards Kenobi and figuring out how to make this thing a little bit more efficient. Uh, how many are we looking for? Five, six, somewhere around there? Yeah, right now... We got a lot of B accounts in our guild right now, but we all agree that we are willing to toss those out to uh, get some new people in that maybe have some diverse rosters willing to help us throw down some damage on on this tank. And we would love to have you. So if you want to get involved with the Shattered Order Guild, you can hit us up on that Twitter at Shattered Order. I'm at GoodnightPunk. Uh, we have our account or recruiting thread on the official forum. For whatever reason, my account name on there is Nashty, N-A-S-H-T-Y. So if you find that uh, recruiting thread on there, that's me. And also on Reddit, I'm Goodnight Punk and Wink here, Windkiller Inc., right? Yep, I'm Windkiller Inc. on Reddit and the forums. So... You can find either one of us on there. Hit us up if you're interested. We'd love to have you. Cool. Well, I hate to cut it short here, but uh, I actually have to get in my car here in a second, and I got some consoling to do.
That sounds like fun. Oh, God. Jerry's such a crybaby. <laughs> he texted me earlier. He's like, I really thought I was going to be a fleet commander. Don't ask me why he thought that, but holy crap, the dude was balling on the phone, and I really got to go talk him off the ledge. So, well, he thought he was going to be fleet commander because after his plane crash a few days ago, he thought he would be better, you know, telling planes where to go. Little did he know that actually got him demoted. Yeah, he he took Finn's old job, and now he's uh, working in janitorial services. A really, really bad day for him, so I'm going to have to go talk to him right now. Poor guy. Well, cheer him up. Yeah, for sure. I will do that, and I'll let you guys know how he's doing next week. So, Sounds good. Thanks for listening, and we appreciate you as always, and I hope to see you back next week. All right. See ya. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the Force be with you.